What's, What's up, ladies? Welcome to the Urban Christian Woman. I am Toshiba Oliver, one of your hosts. And I'm Leah Ross, your other host. Living as an urban Christian woman is an amazing gift and an incredible responsibility. We need God's truth to shape and transform us. The Urban Christian Woman is a space to help us grow in faith and steward who we are and the cultural context in which we live. On this podcast, we will excavate God's word and have great conversation about books of the Bible, discuss things happening in culture along with its challenges and how the Bible responds, and hear from and be encouraged by women living faithfully in everyday spaces for the glory of God. So listen, wherever you are, know that in this space, come on in because the water is fine and be equipped for everyday life through the Urban Christian Woman podcast. Welcome to the Urban Christian Woman. What's up, ladies? Welcome back to the Urban Christian Woman Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Leah Ross. And I am the other co-host, Toshiba Oliver. How y'all doing today? Hey, we are so pumped to be here with you all. Yes, we are. And back in the book of Luke. Yes, Today, we're deep diving into Luke 3 and 4. Yes, we are. And um, ladies, if you haven't already and you need to catch up, we got background. We have Luke 1 and 2, mm-hmm. and um, check out those episodes yep. that are wherever you're streaming podcasts. And today, Luke 3 and 4. Luke 3 and 4, and it is some straight hot fire, okay? We, we we get right into it, mm-hmm. and we're dealing with um, baptism. We're dealing with um, going going to church yes, and yes. being in there with the church folk. And yes. then we see demons. Mm-hmm. And so we got, we got, ton- we got the we got, wilderness. Yeah. We got the wilderness. We got the wilderness. We have the Ooh. call of John. We have, we have a lot. We got a lot so going on. So we're going to jump right in. Let's do um, it. So in Luke three and four, we mm-hmm. see several sort of highlight points that come out. We're seeing the testimony, yep. uh, the test and yep. the totality. Just tell them again, girl. Okay, because we had to go a little Baptist on y'all. <laughs> the testimony, Shout out to all my Baptist the folks. test, and the totality. Yes. The testimony, um, which is demonstrated in God's spoken word, mm-hmm. and this dove that appears in the as the representation of the Holy Spirit at mm-hmm. Jesus's baptism. Yes. The test, which we see with Jesus, is in the wilderness, mm-hmm. tested. Mm-hmm. Um, Led into the wilderness by the Spirit, tested by Satan. Yep. And then finally, the totality uh, demonstrated in the scroll moment. Ooh, that's, in Luke that's, four, my that's my favorite moment. That's my favorite moment. That's probably our passage that has anchored us in all of Luke. That's my shout moment because it is yes. literally the totality. So the totality. Woo, girl, I want to shout right now. Um, yes. So we're going to go into all those things. So let's um, start out with the testimony. We have yeah. this testimony mm-hmm. when we um, open up with this presence of the triune God in the moment where Jesus is baptized. There's no question that he's the one sent from God mm-hmm. to fulfill his salvific mission. So this is a moment where the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all show up and are witness communing mm-hmm. this moment of Jesus's baptism. And that's right. meant to give a word of approval, a stamp of approval, and evidence that he is the one sent by God, is God, and is a representative of this triune Godhead. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. And then we have this test proving that Jesus is the son of God, our savior, mm-hmm. in that the first Adam was kicked out of the garden. Come on. But because, and it was because he succumbed to this battle from Satan uh, mm-hmm. uh, around the fruit. Mm-hmm. And then, then we have the second Adam who willingly 
finally enters the wilderness to battle Satan, and he is victorious. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, again, this totality of Jesus' ministry is explained when in the synagogue, Jesus picks up the scroll, reads it from Isaiah 61, and we're going to take y'all there in this podcast episode. And he says that it spoke of himself as the one who has come to proclaim the way and to set people free. So let's take a look at who we're looking at and what's going on in this passage. Yeah, yeah. So in Luke 3 and 4, um, we have the key players, and the key players are John the Baptist, um, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and um, the tax collectors, as well as we see that there is also um, a man with an unclean demon. Mm -hmm. And we see that there are witnesses to experience the authority of Jesus as he rebukes this demon. So those are the key players. Yeah. So and overall, we're seeing um, really the preparation, the proclamation, and um, the beginning of Jesus's ministry. Mm -hmm. So we're starting in Luke 3 with John the Baptist, his proclamation proclamation of repentance to all people. So John the Baptist, he came before Jesus and he is preparing the way. He is proclaiming this baptism of repentance Mm -hmm. for the forgiveness of sins. Mm -hmm. And he is warning the crowds that follow him about what it means to truly repent, Mm -hmm. to bear fruit. Mm -hmm. He breaks it down. He says, this is what it actually means. In verse eight, he says, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. do not begin to say to yourself, we have Abraham as our father, for I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. Mm-hmm. Even now, it goes on in verse 9, the axe is laid to the root of the tree. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Right. And so then the people are like, what are we? What should we do? Right. And he lays it out for each category. And we're going to go into this as right. we go into um, to right. listen. He breaks down in each category how these individual groups, societal groups, should respond in repentance. Right. And and Leah, I love um, that you're highlighting this verse because it's saying bear fruits. Fruits, that's more than one, mm-hmm. in keeping with repentance and do not begin to say to yourself, we have Abraham as our father. So John is is not necessarily course correcting, mm-hmm. but he is actually saying prior to mm-hmm. you had Abraham, the Abrahamic covenant um, and it, it's, it's a context for which you were to live your life. Abrahamic's covenant is now coming into fulfillment Fulfillment mm-hmm. through a baptism of repentance. Yeah. And so um, he's saying, listen, fall in line, mm-hmm. fall in line. And so we're going to see this as well when we get to the scroll, mm-hmm. that the totality of that is the Old Testament and the New Testament Old converging thing. together. So yeah, love that verse. I just had to say that. Yes. Um, and so then we move on in the text to where Jesus goes through this personal preparation mm. for his ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see the preparation not only in the the acts of Jesus, but then also sort of this framework that Luke gives yes. of the genealogy. Mm-hmm. And then again, the actions of the temptation. And so in the baptism, we see that Jesus displays the sign of who he is when the Holy Spirit and the voice of God coalesce in that moment to anoint and approve of him. Mm, mm. And right after that, Luke goes into the genealogy. Ooh, your favorite. That's why. That's why. That's why. That's why. That's why she actually is facilitating this conversation of chapter three and four because it's like her fave genealogy. I mean, this is this is the jam right here. The jam. The fact that Luke 
gives this account to display and record the prophecy fulfilling Come lineage on. of Jesus. Come on. Y'all, we're see, I, I don't want to go too much into the But just uh, go a little bit, because we already <laughs> ahead of the game. So go ahead and go just a smidgen into it. I said a smidgen. Just a smidge. Okay, give us an appetizer. So is the fact that like Luke doesn't I mean, he doesn't leave us with the question of like, how does this all fit together? Right. Where is this Jesus coming from? How does it all fit together? Yeah, he's given that orderly account that he said that he was going to do. Mm -hmm. And the orderly account is not just, let's track it back, but it's the orderly account of let's track it back to how this Jesus is fulfilling the prophecies that came since the beginning. I'm snapping again. Because he says, go all the way to say, um, you know, this sort of supposed son of Joseph, all the way to son of Adam, all the way to son of God. Come on. So it is is tracked for us of this is where he came from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Son of David. This mm-hmm. is how each each of these each of these lineages, son these Adam, lines are, are fulfilling what God has in store. And we see even in some of the names Come on. that show up in this genealogy, Come on. how God continues to accomplish his purpose in bringing Jesus through this specific Come line. Come through. Come through. That's all I'll say for now. <laughs> <laughs> so we clearly see the genealogy right. and how it is fulfilling. It is prophecy fulfilling through pointing to mm-hmm. the lineage of Jesus Christ and affirming that um, the yes. Christ, the, the one who would be the savior of mm-hmm. their sins, would follow this lineage. Would follow this lineage. Yes, um, yes, yes. And then the text in Luke moves on to this temptation. Mm. After Jesus' baptism, he then goes into the wilderness for 40 days. Come on. Where he does not sin or give in to the flesh, but in fact overcomes the flesh mm-hmm. by being faithfully obedient. Woo! And what just, this is, let's just talk about this. So we see that he is being faithfully obedient and he overcomes the flesh and what we are prone to give into, right? Mm-hmm. Which is what the word says lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. These Mm -hmm. three temptations Mm -hmm. deal with those three key matters that we wrestle with in our daily lives. Yes. Um, And so... Which are are all three mm -hmm. the same that show up in the garden. (laughs) So we We just got quiet because we both leaned back in our seats because... Genesis, yes. that would have to be a dream to right. study that and together. So, right. I know, Ooh. I know. What but go dream. ahead, go ahead, Genesis. It, it is the, it is, right, it's the same echo of Adam because mm. we're, we're given Jesus as the new Adam. And so he goes back in all these ways to perfect Girl. in the spaces where the seed of Adam, which is you and I, come on, fail. Come on. Time and time again. Turn this because over. Because of our sin nature. Turn this over. Course correct the so, There's so, I mean, there's so much packed into like Woo. the, not only the connectedness of Jesus, how he came. He yes. came through this line, but he also came absent of the seed. Amen. Conceived by the Holy Spirit, which Come we talked on. about last week. Yes. And so the, that fact that he's removed from that inherited sin that we all have Come coming on. from the seed of Adam. Come on. Then like, plays out for us why he is able to come into this space as God himself and fulfill and perfect all that we inherently fail in. Mm, 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 
So. If you're not shouting in your house right now, I don't know what to tell you, okay? Because I'm about to fall straight out my seat and prostrate myself on the floor to worship the one, the lamb who was slain for my sins, okay? So Every good. single day. he, I mean, he went to the cross. Y'all, he overcomes the flesh. Yes. Who, which yes. we'll get to. I don't even want to go on a tangent right now towards this application because, you know, I can't get Baptist and go towards the application <laughs> real quick. But go ahead. So, so in the midst of that. Yes. So in the midst of that. And um, next we're moving through where Jesus begins his ministry in Luke 4. Mm-hmm. He begins with this clear proclamation of mm-hmm. who he is mm-hmm. and why he came. And he takes it from the scroll of Isaiah. The mm-hmm. attendant handed him the scroll. He mm-hmm. opens it up. Yep. And he, he then proclaims basically his mission. Yeah. His mission. Yeah. Uh, then we see that after that, he is rejected. Um, he begins casting out demons and performing miracles of healing. And then finally, he continues this preaching and this proclamation in the synagogue. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of like the play-by-play right. of Luke 3 and 4. Mm-hmm. And now we get to dive into like the themes that we see mm-hmm. and then um, really begin to unpack what is what is actually, what is... What, what is, is going down. Yeah, what is going down and why. And Leah, when is this taking place? When is this actually taking place? Um, So Jesus, it's saying he begins his ministry around his 33rd year of life. Yeah. Um, And it's all around these spaces of Galilee to Jerusalem. And there's um, a little bit of a back and forth there as well as he goes to the synagogues. Ladies, have you been wondering, how should I process what is happening in the world around me? Well, welcome. Girl, you're not alone. In this polarizing time, we can choose to either consume voice after voice, ignore what is happening in our world, or consume the Word of God, His wisdom, and His counsel for where we find ourselves today. We would love for you to join us in our upcoming series, Ways of the Kingdom, a study and conversation through the book of Luke. Grab your Bible, your journal, and download the guide as we journey through the book of Luke together. And listen, sharing is caring, so bring a friend on the journey too. Follow us on social media, IG, as well as Facebook at The Urban Christian Woman and reply with hashtag all in T-U-C-W hashtag Luke. For more information and for more details on the ways of the kingdom and the book of Luke series, you can find it at our website, www.theurbanchristianwoman.com. Yeah, so we see why these things are taking place. And we want to highlight the themes, the themes that we see in, in chapter three and four. And the first thing is Jesus meets our greatest needs when we recognize him as the son of God, our savior. Mm-hmm. And so we see that Christ has come. He He fulfills uh, the, the prophecy of him being baptized. He fulfills um, the prophetic uh, word that he would come through the lineage of David, mm-hmm. of Adam. And he is the son of God. And so we see this, that um, 
Christ, Jesus Christ is who he says he is and who he was um, sent into human form to be for us. And so our relationship with God is defined by our posture towards Jesus. Mm -hmm. And our posture is rooted in a need, a need and a recognition that first and foremost, he is Savior. He is the one that uh, was and is Mm -hmm. and is to come. Mm -hmm. And then the second part of um, Jesus meeting our greatest needs, not just in who he is and him being sent, but it is also understanding what true repentance looks like. And John says it plainly that we are to bear fruits in keeping in step with repentance. And so that means that um, true repentance looks like bearing uh, fruits. And I think mm-hmm. that oftentimes when we experience, this is just a little bit of a caveat, but mm-hmm. when we're, ex- when we are dealing with our repentance, we're looking so focused. We're looking at the fact that like we are sin- we've sinned mm-hmm. that we're not looking at the fact that, uh, that Christ is actually, uh, wanting to bear fruits, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm of repentance in mm. our life. Isn't that mm. sweet? The, mm. Like the beauty of fruit yeah. in our life yeah. is not a negative. It's actually a beautiful, good and positive yes. thing. I just That's had to so say good. that. That's and so, so then he explains to each uh, the, the social category of folks of, of what that was. So to the wealthy to practice generosity, mm-hmm. to the influential to practice integrity, and to the powerful to practice honesty. Mm -hmm. And then we see uh, this wilderness experience um, of Israel um, versus the wilderness experience of Jesus. So Jesus is the perfected Moses sent to lead his people out of the bond of slavery to sin, whereas Moses died in the wilderness because of his disobedience. So we see Jesus prevailing in the wilderness because of his perfect obedience Mm. to the Father, Mm. okay? And his perfection then is credited to the account. Woo! Mm -hmm. It is credited to the account of not just a certain people group, but all of Abraham's yes. children, yep. the children of faith. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love that you're saying that because it is this reminder that Jesus is coming on the scene in the context where those that were hereditarily, mm-hmm. you'll see my air quotes, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. children of Abraham mm-hmm. in this cultural mm-hmm. context is now like reminded that no, Abraham's true children, when mm. God says your your offspring will be as numerous as the stars, he's talking about Ooh. those who receive mm. through faith mm-hmm. the promise of God. Come on, come on. Come on. So that's who he's talking about. That's what he's talking about. And I mm-hmm. love the fact that we're tying this in because, you know, Israel was a pointer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They were a pointer mm-hmm. to God redeeming all peoples. Yep. We're going to talk about how Jesus becomes that element that Israel had really um, fallen short of being in the sense of like not only fulfilling this righteousness that we could not do on our own, Mm -hmm. but also fulfilling the role of Israel, which was always to be a light to all nations. Come on, come on. And so Jesus goes forth in that, which in fact brings us to our beloved central passage, this mission of God, which Christ makes clear when he unrolls the scroll from Isaiah. 
y'all, the scrolls. I get happy when we talk about the scrolls. <laughs> We're in Luke 4, 18. This is it. And our key says, verse, our key the verse. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. Mm-hmm. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives mm-hmm. and recovering of sight to the blind, mm. to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Mm. Listen, he was sent, he is sent to proclaim and to set free. And he will work in these acts of, he says, I'm, proclamation. I'm waving. And healing. Mm-hmm. Proclamation and healing. Mm. His proclamation comes from God to reach us in our spiritual state and then spans out into our personal social and cultural realities. Ooh, I'm I'm waving my hands. Yes. Mm. And listen, it's the see and I love this word from um the Tony Evans Bible commentary where he says the key however to understand this year of jubilee that Jesus is referring to is that it was inaugurated by the day of atonement. Come on now. When the in the day of atonement the issue of sin was addressed. Come on now. So this spiritual transformation is the foundation mm. for these legitimate social, political and economic restructurings of society. So Jesus came to really turn over over these sort of systems of society, Come but on. he ini- he he uh, overall came to turn over this issue of atonement for our sin mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and to complete and perfect it. So there are some times when we maybe like hear this passage talked about and it's sort of drawn into these. Um, very like spiritual abstract ways of like, oh, he's talking about the the um, spiritually poor or right. the spiritually captive right. or the figurative, figuratively blind. Right. And like there is... It's a both end. I'm like, it's what do a I want to say here? We, no, it's a, it's a both end. It's a both end. He absolutely has come for that because you are spiritually blind. Mm-hmm. You are spiritually oppressed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. you spiritually need to be set free. Mm-hmm. And, and because when you accept what he has come to do, mm-hmm. guess what? Mm-hmm. That has implications Societal towards implications. your very life, yeah. societally, personally. Personally mm-hmm. and spiritually. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can go and serve the poor. Mm-hmm. You can go and minister to the mm-hmm. oppressed. You can be with the oppressed. Mm-hmm. You can speak to the oppressed because you yourself know that you have been oppressed and you've been set free. Can I get an amen on amen, that? Amen, amen, amen. Jesus. Y'all, it's the whole thing, okay? It's the, it's whole, the whole thing. Package. There it's is the not whole thing. there is not one or the other, okay? And I think that's really what I what I want to drive home. And in our overview uh episode, we talked about we unpacked a little bit this year of jubilee. Yes, that girl. it actually was a time of of rest, mm-hmm. of 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 set of being set free of yes. this renewal yes. for the land and for the people. Yes. And so Jesus is saying, I have come to bring that. And in order for that to be accomplished, mm. I have come to be the atonement for your sin. Woo. This is where it's going to start. Just like the year of Jubilee was inaugurated by atonement, our true freedom, both spiritually and in society, Come on. begins Come on. with the atonement for our sin mm. accomplished only through Jesus Christ. Woo. And honey, ain't that Jubilee? <laughs> 
That is a straight solid jubilee. That's I, a straight jubilee. It's a straight jubilee. Go get me some sweet tea with uh, some mint in it because that's what I feel like having right now You're to so celebrate. Southern. I am Southern. So that's how I feel about it. That's how I feel about it. So yes, Leah, that is so good and it's so rich. And so we see these uh, three, these, these themes being played out mm-hmm. through the scripture that he's meeting our greatest need, that mm-hmm. he actually is um, responding and giving us the power to produce fruit in step with repentance, that he is literally um, uh, uh, completing and being our perfected Moses in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. And then he is um, responding and making clear what the mission of God in Christ is is. Mm-hmm. That is what he is making known. So we see these themes mm-hmm. and then we see these repeated words mm-hmm. of the baptism, of the repentance, of him being the son of God mm-hmm. and him filling in these spaces. Mm-hmm. And so um, I love all of this. Let's yes. drop down and talk about where is Christ seen? Where is Christ seen? Let's let's listen in, listen in and see what does it mean? How mm-hmm. is Christ seen and revealed in the text? And so we see Christ from the line of Israel and being fully God is sent to be the perfecting one for Israel in righteousness, obedience, and in being a light to all nations. Mm-hmm. And so in this, he is overturning our human condition by the power held in him because he is human and divine. So he is responding to the authority that Mm -hmm. he already has Mm -hmm. in bodily form Mm -hmm. and in his divinity. Mm -hmm. And in the midst of that, it has implications bodily and morally, internally and externally. And y'all, we see this, we were chatting a little bit in preparation of how we see this in this part where, um, in this moment where Jesus heals a man with an unclean demon in Mm. Luke Mm 4.31, that um, this man was in the synagogue. So we... I mean, to the best of our study, we're perceiving that like he was not ceremonially unclean. He was up in the synagogue, but he had an unclean demon. And then what is interesting is that um, what is happening is Jesus is teaching on the Sabbath and and it says that those that were in attendance were astonished at his teaching for his word possessed authority. So he's preaching and we're breaking it down to what is actually being said in this text. He's preaching with this moral authority Mm -hmm. that was so astounding. Mm -hmm. because others that had preached up until this point were sort of piecing together, supposing, trying to make sense of it all. Mm -hmm. But the way that he that he spoke, the way that he taught mm-hmm. was that of someone who had a moral, an absolute authority that was astonishing to them. Yes. And, and because he had that moral authority, mm-hmm. he was actually, he was the only one who had the yeah. full power to actually rebuke the demon while it was in its full form and calling out like, who do you think right. you are right. in, because, in those verses? Right. Because we were looking at um, just the power of what it means to have this spirit of an unclean demon. This unclean is the 
morally unclean, right? Yeah. So there was this there was this morally backwards or wretched presence of this demon. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so with Jesus's moral authority, mm-hmm. he saw and was able to speak to something that nobody else was able to see and speak to in this particular man who was possessed with this unclean demon. Yeah, and in verse 4, verse 33, it says, and in the synagogue, there was a man who had the spirit of an unclean demon. And he cried out with a loud voice, ha, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him saying, be silent and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him down in their midst, he came out of him, having done him no harm. And they were all amazed. Mm-hmm. And so we see we see this authority that he is speaking with. And I want to go back too, because as you're picking up on this, let's also look at the verses before and prior to this. Oh, yes. Jesus, it, Jesus is speaking with the authority authority that he has in those verses, right? And they actually, um, he's, he's speaking, uh, directly in chapter four, um, and going on and he's saying, um, in verse 25, but in truth, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah when the heavens were shut up three years and six months and a great famine came over all the land. And Elijah was sent to none of them, but only to Zarephath in the land of Sidon, a woman who was a widow. And there were many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elijah, that, and none of them were cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian. When they heard these things, mm-hmm. when Jesus is talking about this, he's talking about the scroll, he's talking about that the scripture has been fulfilled, which he's making known like, listen, I am the one that that have been that has been proclaimed and prophesied about in the scriptures. What they're doing now, when they heard all of this, the synagogue was filled with wrath and they rose up and drove him out of the town and brought him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built so that they could throw him down off the cliff. Now, understanding this, mm-hmm. that the reason why they took were taking him up to the brow of the hill to throw him off the cliff was because they thought that he himself had a demon. And why, I think why they thought that is because what he was actually proclaiming is is, listen, the word is going to come to Israel, but y'all are not going to receive it. Y'all not going to Just like it. the word came in the days of Elijah. And mm. because the people of Israel didn't receive it, he took it to the outsider instead. Mm-hmm. He took it to a non-Israelite, mm-hmm. uh, the widow of Zarephath. Mm-hmm. He took it to uh, Naaman the Syrian. These, yep. these uh, perceived outsiders yep. received this grace of God because Israel was too hardened to receive it. That's right. So then mm-hmm. they said, this man is straight up possessed. He's stone cold crazy. He's stone cold crazy. And we're going to have to go ahead and throw him off this cliff. And so they thought that he had a demon. And so because he is fully God and fully man, his his humanity begins to operate and his divinity at the same time. And we're going to see this a lot in Luke, that the humanity and divinity are like sort operating. of operating yeah. in tandem operating. at the same time. And so he pulls himself away from the crowd. And then the next uh, the, the next thing that happens is, oh, you think that I have a demon? Oh, no, no, no. I'm going back to where the word is proclaimed. Mm-hmm. And I am actually going to speak to a demon, Mm -hmm. an unclean demon, a morally unclean demon, somebody who is sitting amongst you Mm -hmm. right here in the church house. Mm -hmm. I'm going to call it out. 
I'm going to rebuke it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to show y'all who, who, who really got a demon and who has all authority. Because yeah. that is what Christ came to do. Mm -hmm. God is God has sent his son, Jesus Christ, to be the perfecting one for Israel. He is overturning our human condition by the power held in him because he is human and divine. So we see those implications spiritually that Christ came mm -hmm. to set us free spiritually and he alone has the power to do it. And then we see the implications personally that all that Christ has accomplished for us is made available to us in our Christian walk. And that's why in chapter three, verse eight, we, we see the people um, from these various groups asking, what should we do? And John responds with um, these implications yeah. for how they should respond if they have the freedom that Christ offers through the baptism that they experienced. So we see those implications personally, and then we see the implications socially and culturally that genealogy shows us how Jesus enters into every social, cultural, and political place and level. Mm -hmm. He's the son of David. He's mm -hmm. the son of Adam. He's mm -hmm. the son of God. And it speaks to his authority on earth and in heaven, his authority bodily and morally, his humanity and his divinity, yeah. that he is the only one who has the power to overcome and have the authority for us to operate in that power. Ladies, if you're enjoying the ministry and content of The Urban Christian Woman, would you take a minute to write a review and give us a rating on iTunes? Our goal is to get truth into the hands of urban women. You can help us by leaving even a one-sentence review and some stars. This simple act will help increase our visibility for more women to find this podcast and resources to help equip them in their everyday lives. So girl, what you waiting for? Just go ahead and do it right now. And if you haven't yet, join our community on social media. You can find us on Instagram at The Urban Christian Woman, Facebook, The Urban Christian Woman, and on our website, which is theurbanchristianwoman.com. So Leah, knowing yes. those things so and good. what it meant in the text that we just covered, what uh, what does this mean for our very lives? Yeah. What are some things that yeah. we can we can take away and rejoice in and move forward in? Yeah, ladies, I love that in light of all of the richness that is here, we can look and say, how can I respond? Listen, we but we begin with the facts that because is because Christ is God mm -hmm. and is from God, his presence and ministry on earth have changed everything. Everything game changing. Everything. Game changing. Everything internally and everything externally. Mm. And these implications Hallelujah. for us internally is that first and foremost we can be forgiven. Ooh, hallelujah. We anchor on that 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 hallelujah. element of that day of atonement and what it means to be set free into a year of jubilee. Mm, thank we you, can Lord. be forgiven thank and you, we Jesus. can live out fruitful lives in step with true repentance. And I love that you highlighted it's like the repentance is not just a moment, but it's the steps of repentance mm -hmm. living out in our lives. So we Those can fruits. live 
as people truly set free from the bonds Mm. of sin and oppression. Ladies, we can live this way. Mm. We can know that we're forgiven and we can live fruitful lives in Mm -hmm. step with true repentance. And and there is nothing that is more sweeter than knowing that Mm -hmm. the spirit of God is living in you and that your life is being fruitfully lived out in step with repentance. And so, yes. Mm. And so that is is a... Hallelujah. That is a key and sort of anchor place for us as far as how we can respond spiritually and how we can, the implications personally for us is that he is displaying what we inherit in him when our life is hid with him. So we have, we have this power that Jesus displays all throughout his ministry and at the beginning Mm. here in Luke three and four, we have access to this power if our lives are hidden with him and seated with him. Mm. And so so we we, got an inheritance. Yes. We have a spiritual inheritance. Girl, bye. I mean, Mm. and it is a rich one. And so when our lives are hid with him, this power and authority that he displays, ladies, we have this access in our lives. Mm -hmm. We have it. And so we we know that this power is available in our lives when we are hid with him and seated with him. And then finally, these implications where we go Mm. out and look outwards socially Mm. and culturally. Mm. We know that as you read these these two chapters, this passage in Luke 3 and 4, there are very specific social groups that are called out in this passage. Come on. I mean, we have the religious sons of Abraham. Come on. The soldiers, come on, the, the police collectors, the police. I'm gonna call it out. The police, <laughs> right? The the soldiers at the time, yes, representative of the police, tax the collectors. tax collectors, the wealthy that everybody hated, the poor, <laughs> the captive, the come blind, come the on oppressed. Now. A come foreign on. widow is mentioned. A black Syrian come is mentioned. Now. The demon possessed is mentioned. The elderly and the sick. All the outcasts. All the outcasts. Are, I mean, socially and culturally, this spans outcasts. practically every group that we can think of. Woo! And Jesus has a word for each one. Come on. He's got a move relevant for each one. Come on. Sort of regardless of their position and their posture and their propensity towards repentance or worship. Mm. And so what is so cool is that we see that like Jesus individually responds Mm. based on what what this group uh, needs to hear. Mm -hmm. He knows their Mm -hmm. hearts. He knows Mm -hmm. that their positions in society often Mm -hmm. reveal the propensity of their hearts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so he responds. Mm -hmm. as a word or a move, an action relevant mm-hmm. to each one of those. Yeah, and I love this because what it is the fruits that we were talking about right. bear fruits in step with repentance, right? Like he says to uh, uh, the individual, he says, they say to the crowd, the crowd says, what shall we do? And he responds and he says, whoever has two tunics is to share with him who has none. And whoever has food is to do likewise. So mm-hmm. share what you got. What's in your hand? Share that thing. Mm-hmm. Tax collectors uh, who came. Teacher, what shall we do? And he says to them, collect no more than you are authorized to do. Quit hustling mm-hmm. the people. Quit mm-hmm. pimping the people mm-hmm. for every... Mm, mm-hmm. mm, quit, quit taking every dollar and ex- exacerbating them mm-hmm. with all of these taxes. And then he says to the soldiers, the soldiers said, what, what shall we do? What shall we do? We try, we, we instead, we, we following Jesus. Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusation and be content with your wages. Mm-hmm. And the people were in expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Christ. Here's the thing, Christ makes known and he used John 
And we're able to see mm -hmm. that same, we're able to experience those same fruits mm -hmm. in our lives. Mm -hmm. And so when he, when he is giving us this, this beauty, I believe, this beauty towards this is what repentance does. It makes you better off. Instead yeah. of being individualistic, you become communal. Right. You looking at your... Mm, mm -hmm. You looking at your brother and sister and saying, Lord, I'm looking up, I'm looking out, and yeah. I'm looking around yeah. at who you want me to be a blessing to. Because yeah. you loving your neighbor as you love yourself because you loving him with yeah. all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. Mm. Girl, close us out in mm -hmm. prayer. Mm -hmm. Father, we are grateful. We are grateful because your word you, speaks Lord. to us in this mm -hmm. very moment. Thank it you, speaks Lord. in a way that resonates with our very heart's desire to yes. be cleansed. Yes. to be pure before you, to know you, yes. to walk with you, thank and you, to be Lord. a blessing to all. Thank and you, we Lord. thank you that you've made that possible by thank sending you, Christ to intervene in the spaces mm. where we will always you, fail. Jesus. He has perfected the, in, you, in his mission. He has been He has been faithful thank to the you, Father. Jesus. And so we thank you that in his life, thank we you, have Jesus. everything thank that you, we Jesus. fail to do in and of ourselves. Hallelujah. So we thank you thank for that, you, Jesus. Thank you for Jesus being thank sent you. to fulfill for Ooh, us hallelujah. what we could not do. Thank you, Jesus. And we thank you that he operates with power mm. and authority Come in on. spaces and places to prove that mm. he is the one sent from God yes. and that he has operated with power and authority that we may share in mm. his inheritance hallelujah. of thank spiritual you, Lord. power and authority thank in our you, very Lord. lives. Thank Father, you, Lord. I pray that these truths would take root in our hearts and transform us, us spiritually, spirit. transform our personal mm. lives, and transform the way that we love Ooh. our neighbors as ourselves, the way that Hallelujah. we operate in society Thank and culture, you, that we would be a blessing Thank you, to Lord. all. Hallelujah. Do in us what only you can do. Mm -hmm. We thank you for thank your you, word Lord. and its power to Hallelujah. transform thank our you, lives. In thank Jesus' you, Holy name Spirit. we pray. Amen. Mm, amen. 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 Have a blessed ladies, day, ladies. We love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.